0: This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Thursday, June 3rd, 2010. I'm Caleb Brown. The oil keeps spilling in the Gulf and frustrations are running high, but should Americans really expect a miracle out of the president to fix that particular problem? Gene Healy, vice president of the Cato Institute, has lots of beefs with this president, but his inability to manage an unprecedented, dangerous, and extremely technical feat of engineering isn't one of them.
1: Well, the president's been having a rough time of it lately because of the Gulf oil spill. Uh, And it's understandable that people are are frustrated, but the reaction across the political spectrum really isn't a lot different than the reaction of 11-year-old Malia Obama, who uh, who said, Daddy, did you plug the hole yet uh, last Thursday? And she's 11, so she has an excuse, but uh, we've seen this bipartisan conniption where Everyone, uh, left and right, uh, greets this disaster with a uh, cry, more or less, uh, save us, super president. You've got Karl Rove calling it Obama's Katrina. You've got Sarah Palin, the, uh, the lady who led the drill, baby, drill chant at the Republican National Convention, calling for his head. And then on the left, you've got James Carville, who's screaming his head off on various TV shows uh, about how uh, the president should get down there and take control. It's not really clear what any of these folks want him to do. They just seem to have the, the background assumption that the president is a national guardian angel slash superhero who should fly in, part the waters, and clean up the spill. And I think the whole thing is an object lesson in the dangers of that kind of
0: viewpoint. A lot of people have been making hay of the fact that the president has only visited the site uh, once.
1: Yeah, there's this weird perception, uh, almost superstition, that if if the president would just manifest himself at the afflicted area and uh, use the magic powers of of presidential concern, he could cause the slick to recede. I, I don't really understand that view. The only concrete Specific complaint I've heard, and I don't know how much there is to it, is uh, Governor Jindal of Louisiana, who complains that the feds have dragged their feet on giving permission to build sand barriers that might prevent the spill from, from reaching shore. Uh, but, but the rest of the, the complaints, for the most part, are, are just we've got a big problem. The president is the person that we elect to, to fix problems, and he's at fault. If he, if he isn't fixing the problem. I got to say, I, it's hard to have a lot of sympathy for Barack Obama in this case. He's sort of been hoisted by his own petard. I mean, the guy got elected by encouraging this juvenile expectation that there's a, a presidential solution from everything to, uh, bad, from bad weather to uh, spiritual malaise. So if anybody deserves to get a little political grief over this, unfair as it may be,
0: It's probably him. I've been thinking about the oil spill in relation to the announcement that Al and Tipper Gore are (laughs) going to be splitting up. A marriage is something that half of Americans fail at, uh, but we choose a specific person to deal with problems that we would never face, and Americans generally expect incredible results.
1: Well, I haven't heard anyone blame him for the uh, state of American marriage, but I wouldn't really be surprised uh, the uh, but the fact is, when you have this expectation, this irrational expectation that the president has done as much as anybody in living memory to encourage that there's a presidential solution to all manner of human problems, then you you tend to get very bad policy. Uh, there's uh, the uh, the old BBC comedy series, Yes Minister. Uh, this famous quote: uh, "Something must be done. This is something." Therefore, we must do it. That's the kind of logic that this political frenzy tends to generate. And look, a lot of people are calling this Obama's Katrina. Uh, maybe it is. But if you look at the the political fallout of Hurricane Katrina, nobody who cares about limited government should be too happy about that. Uh, what happened after Katrina when uh, President Bush uh, took political heat for for things that were beyond his capacity to miraculously fix, he had a, a pretty predictable reaction. He went to Congress to demand new powers to use the military to restore order in the wake of natural disasters and public health outbreaks. And Congress approved a pretty dangerous series of amendments to the Posse Comitatus Act, the longstanding federal statute that restricts the president's ability to use the U.S. military as a police force. Uh, There was even talk of uh, giving him the power to institute military quarantines when there was a a flu outbreak. Well, luckily, those powers were uh, repealed after Congress changed hands. But this is the kind of reaction, the kind of unthinking, reflexive reaction that these calls for presidential salvation tend to generate. I don't know what we're going to get out of of this, but you've already heard and and read – calls to, for the president to, to use this crisis to to generate support for an energy policy Marshall Plan of new subsidies and restrictions. Uh, that'll most likely be futile and, and destructive. Robert
0: Reich has said, just take over BP.
1: Sure, yeah. Robert Reich is, Reich is calling for new nationalizations. And so whatever we're going to get out of this, I, I think it's pretty clear it's not going to be well thought out policy. Um, and uh, you know that's to be expected with when the public places such irrational demands on what was supposed to be a, a limited constitutional office
0: when people criticize the president for not visiting the site what rather than you know miraculously fixing the problem at the very least Americans are expecting the president to understand and feel what the problem actually is
1: yeah, there's a longstanding complaint about President Obama that he is too cool, too reserved, too professorial. He's a no-drama Obama. And a lot of people in the chattering classes have a real problem with this. I have to say, I the, of all the complaints about President Obama, and I've got a lot of them, this is one that I just don't understand. Uh, there, there's uh, Maureen Dowd wrote that uh, on Sunday – that the president should really be, quote, feeler in chief. He should show us that he he, he feels our pain. Uh, the complaint is almost that, you know, the president, because he, he doesn't pound the podium and, and scream and, and, and he's not a blubbery empath like, uh, like President Clinton, that uh, this is bad because I guess Barack Obama's not a good enough demagogue. That's a really weird complaint to hear from adult citizens of a constitutional republic who have new york times columns no less and i i think if we wonder why we have the president the presidency we do why we have this office that's become a constitutional monstrosity and that sucks up all the oxygen in the political debate i think you can point to to people in the opinion to so-called opinion leaders who demand this kind of uh, this kind of role from the president in this kind of behavior. I don't think it's healthy.
0: Gene Healy is vice president at the Cato Institute and columnist at the Washington Examiner. You can read more of his work at cato.org.